Welcome to the Fresh RN Podcast. In this podcast, we will be discussing various nursing scenarios, personal experiences, policies, and procedures. The information contained in this podcast is meant to supplement your existing knowledge and not replace it. Always refer to your state board of nursing and respective facilities, policies, procedures, and protocols to guide your practice. Thanks, nurses. Stay fresh. I'd love to take your brain out, Katie Cleaver. <laughs> We're getting snazzy. You were novice yes. brain in us. Yes, I was. <laughs> that does not make any sense. Totally threw me off. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, There's another voice. There's another voice. <laughs> da, da, da. Don't be the D word. <gasps> but we're not playing sport. There's a U. <laughs> R. Should we change the episode title? Delegating, comma, not being a jerk. I'd like to welcome back to the stage, <laughs> Katie Cleaver <laughs> and Elizabeth Moon. All right, everybody, welcome to the podcast. I am Katie Kleber. And I'm Elizabeth Mills. And we're talking real low right now for some reason. It's middle of the day. <laughs> we're getting snazzy. So this episode, guys, siesta. <laughs> this episode guys, <laughs> is about delegation. Delegation is a tough thing to do. No matter what, but it, I think it's even more tough when you're a brand new nurse because I don't know about you guys, but when I started both my jobs, um, you know, f- be first ner- first nursing job and then again my second one, I'm starting and I felt like a novice. And when I was a brand new nurse, I definitely was a novice. And then I'm there what? were like three or four. You were a novice, as yes. a brand new nurse. Yes, I was. <laughs> that does not make any sense. <laughs> so I I met like four. CNAs that had worked on that unit for like 10 years. And it was really challenging to delegate to these people who felt, I felt like they could like run circles around me. Like I felt like they knew way more than I did. And you know, well, you know, what's crazy is delegation. Um, never really realized this, but like they talk about it in nursing school. They discuss it. Like it's, it's a, a annual, mandatory education requirement, like continuing ed hour, usually at least every year. Um, So delegation is a big deal. Well, and what's funny is on the NCLEX in nursing school and in those, those education things, they talk about what questions, but they talk about what to delegate, but they don't tell you how to do it. So we're not going to talk about in this episode, what you can and cannot delegate safely to other people. We're just not going to talk about that. That's a big topic. It can vary slightly from state to state, but it's not what we're talking about. We're going to talk about how the heck do you essentially tell somebody else to do something. Right. And be very gracious about it and work as a, work on a team together and not be a jerk. Yes. Okay. So this is just delegating not being a jerk. Should we change the episode title? Delegating, comma, not being a jerk. Yeah. I delegating without being jerky. Jerky. All right. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so. It's a whole section of the workforce called uh, management. <laughs> That's our that's our uh, third um, co-host, Kiernan, over there. Um, so. <laughs> totally threw me off. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> There's here? another voice. There's another voice. <laughs> da, da, da. But that's true. I mean, I think uh, nursing, this is in every single career, or I feel like any, any like thing that you work in, not just nursing, but. Nursing is different because you're kind of working with people's lives and stuff, mm-hmm. and things can be like, no, I need you to do this right now. Right, and you're working in a high-stress environment, so things that can come across as being 
rude or nasty. Um, not necessarily. You're just under a lot of stress. And being assertive. So it's important to learn how to communicate. So I think one of the the first thing to do as a brand new nurse on a unit is you you do don't make that mistake of walking in and first day just telling people what to do. It's really important to develop <laughs> <laughs> develop a rapport with people. So you're like, okay, hi, my name's Katie. Oh, are you you're a CNA on this unit? It is really nice to meet you. How long have you been working here? Yeah. Great. Do you live in town? Like, oh, that's Starbucks. Oh, what Starbucks drink is that? That looks delicious. You know, like actually like putting in a little bit of time to get to know people because you probably will be delegating to them very soon, but it's important to develop rapport with them. And it's also important to see how your preceptor interacts and observe how delegation kind of flows on the unit. Like people, person, people's personalities kind of deal with delegation very differently, both how they delegate to other people and how they receive tasks being delegated to them. I guess if that makes sense. And sometimes, you know, you're going to be delegating a lot to nursing assistants. And there's sometimes this unwritten, I don't know, um, I don't know what the word is. But, but you know, some CNAs feel like, you know, they're just being bossed around uh, from nurses and they're not appreciated. And... Um, so sometimes they, they, um, I don't know. I, I always, I know in the very beginning of my career, I had worked as a CNA before a nurse, Me too. which is really important. I think if you have that opportunity to work as a nurse, you should work as a CNA before you become a nurse. But, um, I, I always, um, I made sure that I didn't feel like I just dumped on them mm-hmm. stuff. Like sometimes I feel like CNAs feel like because they're nurses or RNs, the nurses are too good to give yeah. a bath or too good to clean up some nasty stuff, you know? And so I've, I kind of made um, sure that I went sort of out of my way to make sure that the CNAs that I worked with did not feel that way. And, if, and that made for better relationships, I think. I, I think if you couple that, cause that is essential. That's like part of it. And I think uh, another little part of it too is valuing their expertise. Yeah. So while they're not a nurse, they are still, they still have a pretty good value to their expertise. Like when I was a brand new nurse, I wasn't great at giving bed baths. And when I started in critical care, I was not great at giving bed baths to intubated, sedated patients on, um, you know, with a drain coming out of their brain and their stomach and their arm. And, you know, I was, but the CNAs, man, they could do that with their eyes closed. So I definitely at both places, when I first started out, kind of like, you know, wanted, asked CNA, hey, can I come help you give a bed bath? And watch how they do it. Watch how they, what supplies do they get? What do they do first? Um, Interacting with them. And, And I think that's part of it. So I think if you're able to value their expertise and also not just like, oh, you're a CNA, so you do baths and I don't do them or you know 10 people you know if you think about a CNA has you have your patients the CNA has multiple nurses with multiple patients Mm -hmm. their workload while it's not as in-depth as yours is still very large Um, and they still it's it's physically impossible for them to honestly take to the bathroom everybody at once oh they can't they can't and especially if someone is you know like you one person takes a while and then you know it's just it's important to view it as a team thing. It's not like okay, so CNAs do take everyone to the bathroom and they do all the sh- the baths. It's, 
but also too. Uh, and I've seen it done where nurses just kind of dump and on on the CNAs, and you know, there's you know, f- some and on the floor, those CNAs may have up to 10, 12, I don't know, fifteen patients. Yeah, or um, even more, and it's physically impossible for them to bathe everybody. Turn everybody, no, bring no. them to the bathroom, check their blood sugar, like so. Yeah, and so if you've you've got a CNA who's you know helping someone else go to the bathroom, and then your patient calls out and says they need to go to the bathroom, and don't go and say, hey, take take you know, if you've got an opportunity to go do it, do it. Or if you're in the room, you know, and they've got to go to the bathroom, don't leave the room to go to find your CNA. That. You know. I, it's not always possible. You may have some other things that are going on, but um, don't be. Yeah, I don't be the D word. <laughs> we had. I, I remember, you know, and also I spent some time just kind of getting to know the CNAs, and I think they appreciated that. And one of them opened up to me and was like, "Man, I'm really frustrated with this other nurse that just started." Yeah, she like the patient peed. On, and it got on the floor, and she spent 10 minutes going room to room looking for me to clean that up when it would have taken a fraction right. of that time for her to grab a towel and a wipe and to clean it up herself. Yeah. And I feel like my time's not being respected. Right. And then it's like, oh, you you just – this is your responsibility. And let me tell you, if you have a CNA who – if you're working with a CNA who's had experience on that unit, who's been there forever – um. they're invaluable, they are sacred, and they can make or break. Having a good CNA Mm. will make your shift. It can make or break your shift because... Tasha Davis, I love you. (laughs) Right, I know. She's um, the best CNA. Yeah, and um, let me tell you, I mean, but she's also like, you know, I've learned so much from her. I've learned so much from so many CNAs. But, um, I mean, I, I mean... God love you because I I just I don't know I just they're they're invaluable so we we need to um, nurses need to be appreciative of of good good CNA help so yeah we've kind of talked about like before you even get to the point of delegating a task right so you want to build rapport with them and you want to value their expertise get to know them get to know them right. as people they are a member of your team if you're thinking about your I compare a lot to athletics, but if you're just joining this basketball team for the first time, like just because maybe they're they're not the star point guard doesn't mean that they're they're not a valuable aspect not a valuable aspect. And they um, you know, CNAs have to float a lot. They'll get pulled from you know, they may get pulled around multiple times during a shift. And so if you have a nurse a CNA who's come to work with you or a nurse, but if you have a CNA who's come to work with you and they normally work in another shift, the first thing I say is, Hey, thanks for coming to help us out. We yes. really appreciate it. So Saying thank you, you can't say thank you enough. So let's talk about when you actually have to delegate something. And I think that there's an important thing to know that you as the nurse, if you are delegating to somebody else, it the complete responsibility does not transfer from you to that other person. Yeah. It is. And actually, I read, read this in an NCLEX book. This is, and it's probably, in a, you know, although you guys have already passed your NCLEX, but you delegate to another a CNA, but it's up to you as the nurse to ensure that it is done appropriate, delegated appropriately, obviously, because you're doing it, but making sure that it's completed appropriately. So it's like if you tell a CNA to, uh, if you delegate to a CNA to take um, a blood pressure and then you go do 20 other things and you forget, 
And then four hours later, they're doing their routine check again and the blood pressure sky high and the doctor's mad that the other one wasn't addressed. It's your fault. Right. <laughs> because you didn't follow back up. Hey, why wasn't that blood pressure taken? So it's important to remember that you, while you are transferring some responsibility, you ultimately retain it when you're delegating to non-licensed personnel. Um, a good example of making sure that you're um, – well – this kind of goes in making sure that you're communicating effectively to or delegating effectively to that person is um, like this is kind of this deals with like identifying the right patient. Mm -hmm. But um, there was a lady, um, a patient who had had um, some kind of bladder surgery or something and had a Foley catheter. Well, she was in room 407 or 417 or something like that, 407. And the nurse said, hey, told the CNA, hey, go take the Foley out of room 417. That's all she said. Um, so the CNA mistakenly went into room 407 and took out this patient's catheter, and there was a problem. Well, uh, and I think I've heard this scenario before yeah. um, that the the catheter was removed on a patient that had it placed in the OR. Right, right. And they were going to have to have another surgery. To get that catheter put back in. Yeah. So it's it's so important to delegate the task, communicate the task effectively. Yeah, and if it's something like removing a line or something like that, the CNA, or if you're asking your coworker to do it for you, that you visually see the order. Yeah. I, right. I Like on our, on our neuro ICU, we'll discontinue um, drains that are going into people's brains. So sometimes we help each other out and we'll discontinue them for each other. And part of that is taking it out of the brain and placing a suture. So if Elizabeth asked me, hey, can you DC the brain? <laughs> DC the brain. DC their brain. I'd uh, love to take your brain out, Katie Cleaver. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds bad. <laughs> that would be so much fun. <laughs> Remove the brain stat. Thank you. I'm tired of listening to her talk. Um, <laughs> um, remove the drain. I'm like, all right. So part of gathering, before I gather my supplies, I go look at that patient and I make sure there is an order in the computer that says, just, just continue the, yeah. the drain. And sometimes the CNAs can't see those orders. Yeah. So you want so, to pull them up for them. So yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Stuff, major stuff like that. But um, but it's also, it's your responsibility mm -hmm. to make sure that they're going to, they do it, they do it right or make sure it's done Carefully, you know, I know in a lot of there, there's these new models of nursing, and it's all talking about, uh, you know, practicing at the top of your license and making sure that, you know, you're doing all that you can out of your practice. But you need to be aware. And once again, we're not getting into specifics about what to delegate to people, but you should, as a nurse, kind of know what your CNA can and cannot do. Yeah, because it does vary widely. Right. Very well. Yeah. Right. Because people have different competencies and different things. And, and honestly, if, if your CNA can draw blood, sweet, oh, awesome. then that should, and they're hanging out, kicking it on their cell phone in the nurse's station, we're going to have them draw that blood you need. Like that, it, that's an important thing. So let's, let's go in though to how you actually like delegate it. And I think it's important to do it in a way where it is not demeaning, but it's very like, um, I need you to do this or you know, Mr. Smith in, in room two needs to use the restroom. Can you take him? And I think that 
one thing, I, one downfall I've seen of some new nurses, and a lot of people really, when you get started on a unit, you want to be friends with people pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of new nurses will bond with CNAs or whomever, and they become kind of BFFs with the CNA. <laughs> so then when they need to actually delegate to them, it is much more challenging. And then it's framed as a favor as opposed to a task that needs to be completed for the patient. Yeah. So it's like, hey... Can you can you take this person to the bathroom for me? And it's like if you frame it like that, it's framed like an option. Like, you know, this isn't that big of a deal. It's just between friends. It's like, no, actually, this is between colleagues and this right. patient needs this. Right. And it's not because I just would like you to do it, it's because the patient needs it. Right. So I encourage you, yes, be friends with people, but don't like cross that buddy buddy line where they where people think like, oh, I don't actually really it's just a favor. If right. that make, does that make no, sense? It totally I, don't know, does. I don't know if I'm articulating that right. Um, no, it's it's. I mean, it's you kind of it's you're it's you're being it's professional. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, this like professionalism, accountability. Yeah, right. And two, I want to talk about accountability is a good word. Yeah, it, and that's a big thing with delegation, and right. that kind of flows into what I was just gonna say was when things aren't done correctly and when we do need to chat accountability wise, because not everybody's going to do everything right the first time. And I remember, um, uh, you know, like doing things where it's like, okay, I've had a CNA once was documenting that she was doing like passive range of motion on every patient. And I was like, I don't see you do that. Like, are you just copying and pasting from Mm -hmm. one thing to the next? Like, Mm -hmm. so I, I was like, Hey, just so you know, like, Right here, you you charted that I'm I've done passive range of motion every hour on this patient. When I know you, when you haven't done that, and it's not really necessary because the patient can do their own range of motion if it's necessary. So you'll you'll have to take that out just so you know. You know, like talking like that, like really, like hey, just so you know, like that's not that's not like that's kind of a big deal to do that. Let's not make sh- make sure you're not doing that. And then when you offer or when you provide that correction, when you provide that um, education and that accountability piece, the important thing is you don't treat them any differently. You immediately are like, you know, hey, what are you going to get for lunch or whatever? Like, right. Because people review correction and corrective si- criticism pretty negatively. Like it's really hard. I think a lot of people take it personally when it's not meant to be. No, right. And so the best way to kind of smooth that over is to make sure that I don't think you're a bad nurse. I don't think you're a bad CNA. I just needed to make sure that you were on the same page about this because this is this is not personal. This is total business. It's patient care. It's patient it's care. It's being safe. You're either doing it right or you're doing this aspect of it right or not. So I need to let you know, hey, this you need to do this differently and then blah, blah, blah. And oftentimes they want to, I mean, you know, maybe, you know, I want to know if I'm doing something wrong. They're okay with, I think it's how you deliver it. Absolutely. Um, um, and if it's repeated and it goes on and you feel like you can't, necessarily um communicate or you know you you kind of you're you're not getting kind of what you need then you kind of have to take it up the chain of command right you flow into exactly the two things i was going to say so it's one thing if you notice someone's doing something incorrectly and you provide the education and the correction and the encouragement to do better and they continue to knowingly do something negligent or incorrect that requires another conversation and there should be a level of professional accountability. A manager doesn't need to be brought in with that first instance, and probably not that second instance. We need to hold each other accountable as professionals. And then, and then when we're noticing a pattern, that's when you bring in 
up the chain of command. That's when you bring in the, the manager, the charge nurse. That's when you add another person to that. Right. Um, because the more we kind of, oh, it's the responsibility of somebody else to deal with this, that's when things don't get dealt with. But honestly, what I've run into is most people want to do things the right way. Like you were saying, most people want to know if they're doing something wrong. And that reminds me of a very specific example I have when I was um, working in an ICU and a CNA <clears throat> I noticed she was tipping the Foley catheter incorrectly and getting her INOs incorrect, which is, you know, in a, in a lot of ICUs, people have what's called a Foley catheter. It continuously drains their urine. And then there's what's called a urometer on that bag that it drains into so that we can see clearly exactly how much urine is draining very frequently. And, you know, that way, so what the CNAs would do is they'd see what number it is and then they'd tip it back and empty it essentially so that they could for the next hour see what it was. Well, sometimes patients are real sick and they're dumping a ton of urine and they're not, if you just dump it back, you're not getting the accurate number because more could have spilled back. Kind of confusing. It's hard to, con well, honestly, this is a little confusing and it was confusing for her and she was doing it incorrectly. And I was like, Hey, let me show you the actually like, I'm not sure how much urine this patient put out because, because of blank here, let me show you this. And then she was like, thank you so much for showing me that I have worked here for a year. And everyone says, like, I've had people say to me, like, don't worry, I'll get my own urines because they, I think they think I'm not doing it right, but I've asked and nobody will, nobody showed me. And I truly just want to know how to do this right. So these nurses were taking on this additional responsibility they didn't need to when all they needed to do was encourage and educate this person. And she truly wanted to do, do it correctly. You know, and I feel like that's most of it. But you know what, though? There's sometimes there are people that don't. And they don't care. And they just want to kick it on their phone. So what do you do in those situations? <laughs> uh, then you go up the chain of command. Then mm -hmm. um, you're going to have some situations. You have, you mean, you work with some nurses who who, who do that as well. Yeah, that's true. It's and, not, that's um, not a CNA. That's nurses too. You know, I actually, um, I actually had a situation where, um, this is not a CNA. This was another nurse. And um, this kind of, goes, I mean, it's not really talking about delegating, but, um, that nurse would disappear and her alarms were beeping and her IVs were beeping. And I was getting so frustrated with her. And, um, I, I was like, Hey, I was like, you know, I was like, I, I can't find you. You, you seem to keep disappearing. I said, is everything okay? And actually what was wrong was she's really sick and she didn't want to say anything, but was that um, me when I was pregnant? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, but, um, she was trying to be like brave superwoman and she's like, I'm sorry, you know, I, she had to keep running to the bathroom and, um, I was like, so, you know, stuff like that. I was, you know, you, you kind of, if, if you feel like somebody's not there, you feel like your help's not there, you know, you're trying to get things done and you're delegating, but some stuff's not done and you can kind of go and say, Hey, you know, is everything okay? I noticed yeah. this wasn't done or, you know, you know, what's, what's going on? Is it, you know, um, don't be like, Hey, you know, you keep disappearing on me. You know, right. I can't find you. Uh, I think that um, is so important to approach it from that perspective. Yeah. Just kind of be careful with your wording. Um, one of the things I have a problem with, and I still have a problem with to this day is I don't know how, I mean, I don't know I don't delegate. I like to do the job my way, get it done myself. Like I'm somebody that's like, um, you know, I don't want to have to spend 
10 minutes explaining to you what I need done when I could get this done in three minutes. But then I have a thousand other things I need to do. Right. So that is something that is very challenging for me. And people get mad at me. People get frustrated because they're like, Elizabeth, we can do this. We can do this. Why don't you tell us what to do? Da, 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 da. And um, so what, what, what can we do to help that? Yeah, I think that's important because while that 10 minutes at that time is really frustrating, that empowers that person to be able to know how to do that in the future. Yeah. So, because it, it, it's not like a, uh, you just know how to do, the CNA knows how to do everything and they either do it or they don't. It's a journey. Like our journey is, journey is of being a good nurse. Same with them being a good CNA. And every day we want to sew more into them to make them more autonomous and be able yeah. to do as much independently as possible so that there are days where, where eventually we're at the point where it's like, hey, I... I have sewn into this person, I trust them, and I'm, my trust is continuing to build so that I know, like I said her name, Tasha Davis, like I know when I walk in, I know she's getting my blood, I, I know she's getting these things done, I know she's blah, 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 because so many people have really sewn into this person. So I think that's an aspect of it. But then it's hard to do that when you don't know the CNA. It's hard to do that when, you know, right. maybe it's someone that's a, floated. a level of trust, right? Yeah, you have to have a level of trust and then continue to increase that and then give people more as much autonomy as legal, I guess, because it enables you both to be very efficient with your time. And then if they're able to take things off of your plate, it enables you to be with your patient more and not doing tasky stuff. And, you know, establishing that delegation communication, making sure that the same task is not, unnecess is, is not unnecessarily done multiple times. So um, let's see. Um, oh, I have an example. So like maybe you want to turn them on the hour on every – every every two hours, but the CNA came in and turned them 30 minutes ago, but you want to yeah. turn them again. Like you're, you're not doing the same, ta different people aren't doing the same tasks over and over. I'm trying to give an example. Um, shoot. Um, yeah. Turning would be a good example. So, um, you know, I just turned the patient, then the CNA went and turned the patient again. Well, maybe that's, it didn't necessarily need to be done that many times. That's, that's, a, it's, a waste of time. It's not being efficient with time. Right, right. Um, or, um, you know, um, I, I've worked in units where the nurses were responsible for getting their temperatures and urine outputs and things like that. And so I would get the temperature, and then let's just say the CNA came in and got the temperature again. That was a waste of time. It doesn't right. need to be done that many times. So, um it's important to st and start off your shift. I know they 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 stress kind of starting off your shift, re re talking to your CNA and saying, "Hey, you know, um, okay, let's you know my patient's supposed to get a bath this shift. Let can we kind of shoot for bathing? You know, look at around one two o'clock. Yeah, because that because that CNA is working like you said with multiple nurses. Mm -hmm. They need to kind of plan their day. They also you know need to plan you know lunch breaks and things like that, and um. You know, so it's important to just say, hey, you know, what do you think about doing this? And I, you know, it is kind of good to kind of question or ask them what they think about this. What, 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 yeah. do, what do they want to do um, to kind of get their input? Um, 
So that also helps kind of create a better rapport and relationship. Well, it shows you respect their time. Right. And I think, like, that's one of the things I always do is I get report from my, my nurses from the off-going shift. And then I first thing I do is touch base with my CNA. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Right. You had some good sleep last night? Right. Like, you know, how's your kids? And then, okay, so bed two is a day bath. Bed mm-hmm. four, um, I think you got a bath nap last night. I'm going to be off the floor with bed four, you know, for a few hours. Do you think we can knock out bed two's bath before I go? Um, and then maybe they're like, oh, wait, no, I actually have blank that I have to do for this other patient or something. So you're communicating and you're showing you care about their time. And it's not just a, okay, I'm ready for a bath. Let's go. When the, when the CNA is getting ready to walk into another room to do a bath. Right. Same thing like with, you know, there's um, CNAs, like, especially in critical care, a patient may have been on an insulin drip and needed blood sugars every hour, and now the insulin drip is off. We're changing the blood sugars to Q6 every six hours. And, and that nobody told that CNA, so that CNA is going in and checking blood sugars, sugars every, every hour. hour. Now, yeah, thinking know, they're doing a good job. Yeah, and they are doing a great job, yeah. but... You know, it's not it's not necessary. Um, one of the things I think it's important, especially if you're a new nurse in orientation. Um, this is something I witnessed just yesterday. Um, was new nurse, brand new nurse, first day in orientation. Luckily, the, that nurse, the preceptor, and that nurse had one patient, easy patient. The CNA comes on. She already has, like, a list of things she needs to do. There's breakfast trays that need to be passed out. People, you know, people are needing to go to the bathroom, yada, yada, yada. And that nurse and the the new nurse, the preceptor and the orientee, went and hunted down that CNA to do a blood sugar. And I was like... Y'all got one patient. Really? <laughs> and I feel like as a new nurse, if you're a new nurse in orientation... Um, yeah, you're learning how to delegate, but in the very beginning, um, you should learn how to manage some of those tasks yourself because you may not always have that ancillary help, uh, with you on a shift. So you need to learn how to manage some of that stuff Mm -hmm. and learn how to work with your nurse coworkers. And also too, if you are um, lucky enough to have a unit that has wonderful volunteers, gosh, utilize them. The volunteers know they're not, they're not getting paid and they, there's a lot of things they can't do with patient care and things, but they can be certain big help with helping run errands or, um, not run errands, but like um, like I was in an isolation room one day and I felt like every five minutes I needed something <laughs> and we had volunteers and thank God for them. Cause they were right there and they could go grab me things. They didn't come into the patient's room. They didn't do anything like that. But, um, if you are a really busy unit and you're short help, sometimes it's good to, to ask your manager about getting some volunteers help. They can also help answer the phone. Good grief. The phone rings non-stop. And if you're in rooms and you're being pulled away because the phone constantly is ringing um, and you can get some volunteers, that's a good task to delegate to them. And also make sure that you thank them too because they are – they, they can be a really great asset to, to a busy, busy unit. And I think that, it, you know, the mentality is really important. So nursing truly is a team sport. It is not just, I have my two patients, Elizabeth has hers and Kiernan has his, and there's a CNA that kind of helps there's us no out. There's no I in team. Yeah, yeah, no I in That's team. such a terrible I know. thing. So there's, but there is in win. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not playing sports. Winning. There's no I in nurse. So right, okay. <laughs> there's a U, yeah. R, 
right. you are. Right. So, oh dear. But but it's where I was lunchtime. I know. Well, where <laughs> we were going with that though is if you just kind of kick it and don't worry about your task or you only worry about your own task and your own patience and you refuse to help anyone else or oh, ask dear. if anyone else needs anything, you're going to be a little screwed trouble. when you actually need help. Shifts go by so much smoother when everyone works together and everyone's conscious of everyone else's needs and that includes the CNAs. So when you're worried, if you're all you're worried about is doing the least amount of work, um, as much if you're worried about doing the least amount of work as possible, people really probably don't look forward to working with you. No, they don't. And honestly, the truth about nursing is, it's not like you've got this certain amount of work you're going to do every shift. Some shifts you're going to do more work than others. Some shifts are going to be more challenging than others. Some shifts you're going to need your CNA more. Some you're going to need them less. But the important thing is that your everybody's time is valuable and everybody's working together yeah. to help each other out. Like your patient is not more important than my patient, and our time, everybody's time is valuable. And I, yeah, I mean, I I always kind of go in with the mentality of you're working on a unit. All of the patients on that unit are your patients. Yes. Um, so you yes. walk by a room and IV pumps going off. You know, if you you know, if you're not running doing something emergent, go check and see what that IV pump is doing. I guess it's just um, you. Everybody has got to work together. There's no way you can do this job on your own. There's, I mean, and I feel like I'm happier when I'm working with a good team of of people or I'm putting forth teamwork effort, and it's contagious too. Um, <laughs> um, you know, people see you going out of your way to be like, Hey, what can I help you with? You don't all, you know, you're going to be busy sometimes and you're not going to have that opportunity to get and help. But hopefully when you have those moments, they're, they're going to be able to come and help you. But it, it's, I mean, I if tell you, you, if I mean, you were gonna, it's you about know. managing morale and as a team and as everyone, uh, comes together to uh, to have a, a good working experience you provide better uh, patient care yeah. that's right oh yeah and it's 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 interesting when you have people that everybody cares about the big picture so like you have an admission and then all of your coworkers come in and help and do a little bit and that way you're not totally overwhelmed That's or, right. you know, you know, your CNA is dying because she has a patient that is jumping out of the bed and is going in and out of that room or she's dealing with another really frustrating person. So everybody goes and does their own bed bath. Like doing things like that makes such a big difference. And I want to encourage you if you find, because, you know, not everybody is helpful and not every CNA is really excited about doing whatever. If you do run into a situation where you're delegating something to someone and you believe in a very respectful, conscientious way and you're still getting a pushback um my, my my talking point is when you're like let's say i'm delegating to elizabeth who is sitting at the nurse's station playing on her phone and i know she doesn't have anything to do i know she's caught up and i am dying and i said hey elizabeth can you take this patient to the bathroom for me and no i've got a i gotta do blank or no, um, that's not my patient. That's what I've heard yeah, before. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. my patient. Yeah. Like maybe this CNA is responsible for three or four other patients yeah. or three or four other nurses' patients. And if I get the response, that's not my patient, my talking point back is, okay, so you're playing here on your phone and I have asked you to take a patient to the restroom and you're refusing to do that. Is this correct? That's what I've heard you say. Correct? And if they verbalize back yes – and okay, I've got to have a conversation with right. somebody up, right? Because that's that's what needs to happen there. Because um, I've been in that situation, and I want to encourage you to push back on that and not just say, 
uh, and then go do it and find that other CNA who's dying and someone else. Because that yeah. behavior should not be continued no. and should be challenged and should be pushed and, and people should know that that's occurring because that people will do that. I've, I've worked with some CNAs that weren't so awesome and then I've worked with some that I mean, were I, amazing. But I've heard nurses say, you know, can you help take this person to the bathroom? And the, and the nurse is like, that's not my job. And I'm like, um, as a matter of fact, it is. Yeah, I need your help. I'm asking you for help and you're, ask, you're telling me no. Is that correct? Is my like because yeah. I think when people realize how ridiculous they sound, <laughs> sometimes they just need someone to repeat that to them. I hate I guess. when I hear it. That's not in my pay grade. Uh, so many things are not right. But so that those are my that's my encouragement. I think a big thing is just to make sure you're being respectful of their time, um, and, and really value being respectful of their time and respectful of them. Truly, a good CNA is worth their weight in gold. CNAs those. Those um, job positions turn over frequently. Yeah. I find out that a lot of the wonderful CNAs that I work with are in nursing school, and they're not going to be CNAs forever. So truly appreciate the people that are doing doing great work. And always, you know, if someone does a good job, tell them. I know I feel amazing right. when, a, when a physician or a PA tells me that I did a good job. And think about that, and you're verbalizing that to, you know, a CNA. Hey, I, I saw you take really good care of that patient today. Or that was, you know, that was really nice of you to go do blank. Right. So acknowledging that stuff is really important and investing time to get to know them, building rapport and trust. Great. So thank you guys for listening. That was the uh, our delegation episode of the uh, Fresh RN podcast. Go ahead and check out freshrn.com slash podcast for some uh, show notes and links to some blogs about delegation. If you want to learn more, just have some stuff that's like written down. Uh, check out check out freshrn.com at um, our gear. We have lots of you know fun stuff like clinical notebooks and phone cases and mugs and sweatshirts and all that good stuff. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening and stay fresh. Damn crowd better hit the floor All the other fellas better run for the door Stop, drop, and roll with me I got the heat that'll make you scream